episode one of As Men Thinketh. What do you think of that name? That's a really good name. I'm your host, James Allen. <laughs> I'm here with my co-host, Andy. And today we have a special guest, our cousin and friend, Charles. Thanks Hello, for everybody. coming down. Yeah, th- yeah. Thanks for having me on. I uh, I was planning for this in great detail. <laughs> <laughs> so I got I got an wow. idea to run past you. Okay, it's been on my mind because I didn't go to church today, so I just get to think about my church. <laughs> so I got this idea, uh, thinking a lot about from a religious well, it's a religious question. What does it mean? The first great commandment. Christ says that the first great commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, might, mind, and strength. I've thought so much about that question because I'm like, what does that mean? Because what does it mean to, well, for one, what does it mean? Well, what does God mean? That's probably the first big question that you need to ask. Mm-hmm. And then what does it mean to love him with all your heart, might, mind, and strength? Does it mean to love the the figure of him? Does it mean to love the idea of him? Does it mean to... Like, does it mean to live your life in, in a way that, like, is like him? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And and to finish that, it says, and him only shalt thou serve. Yeah, which I think, I was listening to a guy, well, and he was talking, um, he was talking about um, atheists nowadays, and... Uh, Basically saying that we as mammals, as creatures, cannot live life without worshiping something, like a deity. So his point was that you can't live, if you can't live without worshiping a deity, if you're not worshiping God, you're worshiping something. Mm -hmm. So is that what he's meaning? Because like basically most of the commandments that I've ever seen, the Ten Commandments, stuff like that, 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 uh, well, actually, I should even say more than that, but almost any commandment that somebody can explain, hey, this makes your life better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I remember, I remember when I was a teenager, uh, and this is a, this is like just before my time, and it was just kind of finishing out when I was a teenager. But I still kind of got into this whole thing. There was the new atheist movement, and there was your Sam Harris, Christopher Hitchens, and Richard Dawkins, and these guys were like the great influencers of atheism and it appealed a lot to like your teenage boys, especially. And the, the big reason why that is at least speaking from my own personal experience is you're off the hook. Um, obviously, obviously they wouldn't say that in, th- in their words, but to me that was kind of the appeal even though I wouldn't have admitted at the time that was the appeal. It was like, great. Now we can do whatever we want. Um, <clears throat> but I ended up, uh, I ended up kind of turning away from that because I realized that, that no matter what I could convince myself of intellectually, my conscience was still there. And that doesn't necessarily lead to my religion as I live it now, right? But there was still something inside of me that was saying, "No, you can't just do whatever you want. You can't just, you can't just, you know, have whatever kind of relationships you want to have. You can't just, 
You can't just treat people however you feel like, even though morally that may not matter per se. But there's still a right and wrong, and it was hard for me to explain because it wasn't like I could just quote the scripture right like I can now, or I could just quote C.S. Lewis or these people that have thought about this kind of stuff a lot more than I have. But but there was something that was you know, at a gut level. It's like, no, there actually is a right or wrong. And and maybe that's not very convincing to some people. But but that was what turned me away from it. So I can see. That makes sense. I just more been thinking about it for like the improving of my life. I heard a guy talk about it basically where he was just saying, um, everybody out there that is half-assing your life, you're disrespecting that. Yeah. You're disrespecting God. Basically you're, you're not willing to get out of bed in the morning. Let's say, let's say you're fat, broken, depressed. It's like, how is that? Like, how do, how do you love the Lord thy God? If you can't love who you are, I hate that word. I hate like love yourself, the self love, but he more explained it in a way of like, like the same way that we love our kids. Like we would do anything for him. Kind of like one of Jordan Peterson's rules where it was like, well, treat yourself like somebody you're responsible for uh, taking care of. And if you're going to love him and serve him, to the highest degree. So even, even if you look at it from the standpoint of like, what is God? Jordan Peterson says that it's the highest good, um, which I tend to like that better, mostly because I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so you go, if he's the highest good and I'm aiming toward the highest good, why am I sitting around doing nothing? Like why, why am I, you know, even to the standpoint of maybe you can justify your existence by saying, well, I'm being a good person and I'm sitting here doing nothing. But it's like, I, I don't know. I, I look at it and just go, man, if I'm, if I can't help anybody, am I really, am I really loving him with all, with everything? Am I really even keeping that commandment? If I can't even help my neighbor out, it's like, I have no money. I have no health. Take a take a, take a, an example of just you going in into your work. You know, you're a you're a countertop guy. You're a steel fabrication guy. You have that as something that you're doing. But are you actually doing it to the most that you can? I think that's going to the that's going part to the point of what you're talking about. You know, I I have my business, but if I'm not if there are things that I know I could do, but I'm not doing it just out of just out of fear and out of laziness, then I'm not going to succeed. And I also don't deserve to succeed because I probably am not who I have been trying to tell myself and tell other people that I am. I'm not that person. I'm n- I, I might fail in whatever endeavor I might be in, but <clears throat> but if I fail because I'm not doing what I should be doing, if there's the little bit that I'm leaving on the table, then that's on me. And I think the heart, mind, and strength goes to that, not not to turn us into 
Puritans that are counting how many steps they take on the Sabbath, but to help look inside yourself and to see and to ask the question, what am I not doing that I should be doing? And I mean, obviously scripture is full of that, of things that if you, if you need uh, things to correct you because you, you know, if you need things to think about as what you should do, there's lots of things in there, obviously. And, uh, and also just in your life, I think you, with self-reflection, you could quickly come up with things that you're not doing as well as you could do. And that all of your heart, mind, and strength is just so much. It's everything. Yeah. And it should, it should be a sobering thought. It shouldn't be, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we do that, obviously. So then the question is, why do we think so small? It's easy to, it's easy to intellectualize yourself into a place where you don't have to do more work. Often when you'll hear people repeat the same thing over and over again, like, oh, I'm just doing this because I have to, or, oh, I'm just doing what I have to to serve my family or whatever. You'll hear people make make a, a semi-excuse over and over again, and that isn't them trying to convince you. That is the brain trying to convince their own hearts, right? Because th- deep down we have these nagging things that we know we're not doing, and yet we we make up reasons to not have to do that. And it's just human nature. So, you know, don't be too ridiculously hard on yourself. But at the same time, most of us don't have that problem. You know, it is definitely possible to not be to to be so disciplined in the wrong thing that you're neglecting other things and everything in life is kind of a balancing act, especially as you as your family grows, as your, you know, as your relationship with your spouse grows, it, it, you know, there's, you're always going to have to be balancing things. Like I was just, uh, I was just talking to my, to, to my wife about how we were having to travel so much and we were trying to figure out how to budget for all these travel expenses. And it's like, well, we can't predict what's going to happen in the future because we know so many people far away and we have to travel. And the fact is we just know so many people in comparison to, I don't know, your average Joe blow, I guess. And so everything in life is a balancing act. And so it's hard for me to say, Oh, this is the one thing where you need to change your life. But I think deep down, we all know what our, one thing and probably several things is. Well, I think if you just, if you truly didn't know, just take a few minutes and go sit in a quiet room and just think it's like a guy, a guy told me to just every morning, go stare in the mirror for three minutes. And he's like, go look into your eye for three minutes. No, he said, set a timer on your phone. And, uh, he's like, it's one of the most powerful things I've ever done. He's like, do it every day for a month, mostly because he's looking into his soul. It's like, there's no distractions. He's looking right into his eyes, just saying, who am I? 
the very core of who I am. And, and I think you're right. I think most people know exactly what they, they should be fixing. Yeah. So, so, uh, I've, I've actually been thinking about some of this a lot. Uh, Blaise Pascal, he was a 17th century philosopher. I think it was in 1654. He said, man's, uh, the source of all of man's problems is their inability to sit quietly in a, alone in a room. And I think he said for an hour. And, uh, that was before TikTok. Yeah. That was before a cell phone. <laughs> that was before Instagram. That was, you know, I mean, I can only imagine what he could have thought in 2023 because, you know, our attention spans are incredibly short, but, but it goes to the same weakness. In fact, it actually makes me kind of happy that, that, uh, he was, he was observing the same problem with the human condition then as that we have now. <clears throat> That's one of the things, like, I'm listening to Marcus Aurelius, hmm. and the dude, it's been 2,000 years, and he's talking about the exact same things we're going through. Yeah. And it's like, okay, <laughs> so I guess nothing changes. <laughs> Maybe to figure out all of our problems, we just have to read some old philosophers yeah. and tell us everything. He's an interesting dude. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Fascinating yeah. individual. Yeah, and the fact that someone with so much power could have that kind of self-reflection, um, you can see why people consider that the height of the Roman Empire. It's not often that a person with that kind of power also is the person that uh, that is being his own check on that power in his own heart. Like that, that's a lot of work, and and I'm sure people have done something like that, but. But probably never when you were literally the most powerful person in the world at the time. No, we've seen multiple people with a tiny, tiny amount of power over like a hundred people. <laughs> and they and they don't know how to have a check on their power. <laughs> no, it, it's fascinating. No, if you have, you know, I don't know if you've ever listened to him, but any of his, what is it, meditations? Yeah, it's the meditations. Yeah, it's a good book. I've sat around thinking f- so small for so long and then using exterior circumstances to, uh, as an excuse not to step up. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I can say, I really haven't started bidding jobs up this way mm-hmm. and it, and you use other people need me or I shouldn't be doing this. Oh, you know, my favorite one, I only need a hundred grand a year. And, and why not change your mind to start thinking, oh, I need a hundred grand a month. Some people, there's going to be multiple people that we know. They're gonna be like, you're ridiculous. Well, with that kind, if say you were to get that kind of income, that would come with a tremendous amount of responsibility and human nature is to not want that. So do you think that's more what people are scared of is the responsibility I, I think in general, yeah, because because if you have just enough to take care of your needs and your family's needs, you don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about whatever corrupt ideas might come into your mind. You know, you you know whether you have to decide between buying an Escalade, and buying and you know helping somebody out. You know that all these things. I mean, it's it's a re, it's a real thing. I think for I think I think for me that would be a that would be a nerve wracking thing at some point you have to, you have more than you need. So, 
what is my responsibility to other people? And, and we're in that place already. Truth be told, it's not like, it's not like any of us are dying of starvation or anything. We're, we're all in that place. But when that gets ratcheted up to, you know, a hundred times what it is right now, uh, that, that is a little scary. And I think, and I think we ought to be sobered by that. So if I never get the potential to like you were saying, that responsibility that comes along with, let's say, a large, large income, does it make me a good person if I've never been tested in that arena, right? So, like, you, you see a lot of people, and they're just like, I'm a good person. I've never done anything bad. It's like, yeah, but you've also never had the opportunity to do anything bad. Does that make you a good person? Or are you a better person if you've had that opportunity and you know what you'd do? Yeah, I understand what you're. I understand what you're saying. There is, there is also though. I think this is what Christ is saying, where He's saying, "Lead us not into temptation," where it is, it's better to avoid the situation where you might get in trouble. And so, I would, you know, I would recommend to the aspiring wealthy people in this room and the aspiring wealthy people that are listening to seriously ask yourself what you would do if you were successful, because if it's just to it's just to have an awesome life or to just, you know, to just go and to, to do all the cool things. The possibilities for corruption are just endless. And so, yeah, are you the kind of person that you could be if you were to face all the temptation and walk away? Maybe not, but you also have to consider the fact that, that willingly exposing yourself to, to temptation has <clears throat> has consequences as well. Now it's just questions that I've been trying to wrap my head around of of uh, of how do I stop thinking small? Because because I almost feel like that it is my responsibility and duty to not to make money to make good money, right? But also on top of that to have a healthy body. And it's uh, my responsibility to have good relationships with my kids and my wife, and um, and then to to basically to grow upon those things. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So it's not only just about how do I make a bunch of money because right. if it's that, let's start selling drugs. <laughs> well, and also, and also, there's ways to have a happy and fulfilled life without without money by by uh, any stretch of the imagination but i think i think it goes back to the same question what is your purpose if you have a purpose that requires that requires a big income again i would just ask the question to what end are you doing this is it to serve is it to serve your family and then the community and then the world or is it just deep down that you want to have an awesome life well, I definitely want to have an awesome <laughs> life. I think everybody wants to have an awesome life. Yeah, yeah. Not everyone does, it seems. Yeah, there are some people that are pretty content with having crappy ones. Yeah, I'd say the big, like, probably the big hang-up that I would have is not being willing to put in what it takes to get anywhere. It's like, even to get on a podcast, I had to have somebody else do it for me. And then just jump on the bandwagon. Hey, you're better than me. I don't even know how I got here. (laughs) 
But it's, you know, it's like I, I need to start a business and make some better money. No, I, I, I really think it's everybody's obligation to figure out how to make money and to grow. Well, whether we believe it is or not, it is because we're in this place where we have that responsibility. Yeah, you have it to more than just your family, more than just your kids. No, you got it. You got it to a lot of people. Really, even just the obligation that you've got it to people that came before you. You know, it's like I got it to I got it to my dead grandpa <laughs> to make something better of this life for the the four years that he spent marching across Italy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, we're we're all guys that are in this place where we're supporting families and we we literally this is this is our lives. And so knowing that it is our lives, how do we do that in the most effective way possible? I think that's I think that's kind of a a bigger que- that's kind of closer to what you're driving at because because uh if you were able to if you were able to support your family more effectively and work and, and not be just killing yourself and out of town all the time. Don't you have a responsibility if you're able to, to do that? And I think you do. And that will come because that will make dividends the same way. If you invest that makes dividends over time. If you invest time in your family, that makes dividends over time as well. And we have that responsibility. And if we're just squandering that time and the ability to make income because we're afraid to take the next step, that's where we're, that's where we're condemned. Basically that's where, that's where we're looking our alternative selves in the eye and being like, Oh, I just didn't do that. Yeah. So, Everybody out there, go make some damn money. <laughs> That's your takeaway. That's my takeaway. <laughs> Be a good father and husband, too. Well, yeah. Okay. But the thing about it is, is that I know is I'm a better I'm a better dad when I got a little money in the bank. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I'm so grumpy when I don't have any money. I'm, I'm just a grumpy old bastard. I know how that feels. Why don't we close with the words of Franklin Delano Roosevelt? We have nothing to fear, but fear itself. Or something like that. Anyway, could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs>